Everybody, how's it going? This is Speaking of Harmony podcast. This is episode two, and today we're gonna talk about something. It's always around when I'm playing, and today I was practicing early, uh, doing some practicing, practicing actually, and um, you know I came across this you know constant challenge for myself, and I think it should be for every musician that plays and deals with a harmonic um, instrument which is always this, this balance between um, playing a fuller chords and full of color as opposed to playing more uh, triadic but also more inverted and colorful in that way as well. So it's a, always a challenge for me to kind of match and, and merge these two languages. Uh, what I mean by that is uh, I came across this years ago when I just had this insight in my head, basically. When, when you play uh, triadic harmony or um, less notes, if you will, you know, playing triads like, you know, this kind of... As opposed to playing... Uh, kind of harmony right they're, they're different they have uh, they're great in their own purposes and they serve different purposes as well and I was trying to like figure out how to better use them and how to combine them but what I figured out early on you know years and years ago is that when you have a triadic harmony like the first one I played right like that you have more options to invert the chords to use inversions meaning playing first inversion chords third in the bass and second inversions and fifth in the bass and sometimes when the chord has a seventh playing the third inversions right like you know stuff like that or something like that um, what that what does that mean it means that the voices can be more free um, to the voice leading is just great you know when you have triadic harmony to invert things right and I noticed that whenever you increase the number of voices right when the, the harmony gets more colorful coloristic especially if you go into um, you know, like a jazz kind of idiom harmony when the, 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 the chords get fuller and more dense it kind of decreases your ability to invert the chords you know, so you you gain something but you lose something in the process you know, what I mean by that is for instance, if I have a uh, D major, right? If I have a chord like that, right, a D major triad, I can invert that, you know, 
at will using all the notes of the triad, right? I can put the third in the bass, I can use the fifth in the bass, right? But if I start adding notes up from that triad, you know, adding the seventh and and the ninth and then the the sharp eleven, right? And the the thirteen. As much as I add more stuff, it's getting harder and harder to invert the chord. And why I say that? Because if you invert a chord like that, the chord starts to lose its identity, meaning it starts to become something else and cease to be recognizable as D major. I'll give an example. Let's say if I play a chord like that, right? A D major 6-9 sharp 11 chord, right? If I use that chord in first inversion, for instance, right? If I try to put uh, F sharp in the bass, right? Right? The chord cease to function as D. I lose that sense because all these upper structures, they start to combine with the bass and the chord loses its identity more than just this. If I use this chord, it's D over A, no matter what I do. And if I use this chord, this is the sound of a first inversion chord, right? That's what I mean by that. So you have this, this like two sides over here, and it's almost like a gauge, you know, like that you go up and down. So as much as you increase the number of voices and number of tension, and the chord gets more tense, the more the chord gains color, of course, right? You have, you know, you have so much, so much color that you gain from that. But at the same time, it decreases the the uh, possibility of voice leading within the chord, right? And when you don't have a lot of color, and you have less color, if you will, and into a more triadic harmony, you gain all these beautiful voice leading possibilities with the basis of a chord going into an inverted chord and, and leading into another chord that in, in different inversion and vice versa. You know, for example, stuff that I just played here before, like, you know, I used in D major, but I can use any key, right? For instance, G major, right? that was really expanding the harmony in a way using you know borrowed chords and stuff like that but it was very tonal but I was focusing on a triadic kind of approach meaning I was using three notes and you know and four notes max I was concentrating in voice leading as best as I could and the bass is the element that man that really drives that right so the triadic harmony is just like golds to do that. If I was dealing with a more um, complex harmony, you know, harmony that is like five, six sounds, you know, if I can't play on the guitar, especially the piano, you start combining this stuff, it gets harder 
to get the same results voice leading wise, right? When I start to get a harmony like this, um, something that I was playing uh, before, you know, I will try to do the same kind of thing, but with that voicing, right? Uh, this kind of uh, path, but using a more dense harmony. So I can go like... Uh, interesting is that even though I try hard I'm already thinking ahead on what I'm about to say you get more color and it gets harder and harder to do this kind of voice leading but I did it anyways and why I did it and what I'm talking about today is that the sweet spot if one can find that sweet spot in which you can have the best of both worlds I guess that's the main point of the this episode is it's not one or the other it's combining both and meeting them in the middle that's the goal for me that's where my um, forever search and research goes into harmonic harmonically speaking is to find these sweet spots where I am at the same time dealing with complex harmony and and lots of sounds and color but at the same time, I'm trying as best as I can to unify the discourse into something that has meaning and is going somewhere and voice leading. That's why playing triadic harmony, it's so important to me, you know, and it doesn't matter. Uh, and it doesn't mean that I'm playing because sometimes we confuse a density of the chords and doubling. Uh, it's so easy on the guitar to double things, you know when you deal with triads, right? When you learn your shapes, right? The cage system, all that stuff, we can go through that in another episode if you guys want, because there's some interesting sounds you can get from that as well. But it's so easy to play shapes like this, G major, you know, and A, and D, and C, like that, right? So you're just doubling so much, using so much doubling, and sometimes you don't need that, you know? So when I play triads, I try to minimize all the doubling and play the essential because that's how I think the beauty in that language is. It's just this, this simplistic aspect and the beauty and the possibilities you get by voicing, by inverting the chords you get. I think that's, that's my, my calling in that language is to search for that, right? So, you know, this stuff I was talking about, if I do... Um, a D major, I'm not gonna do a D major, like a full D major like this, you know, just enough of this doubling stuff, because I get, I can think of the lines, and that's something I talked about last time, and I'm gonna be enforcing this all the time, because it's about lines, man, it's about lines, harmony is horizontal, all the time, for me at least, um, so if I'm dealing with this, I can see the voices, you know, I'm dealing with this voice I'm, I'm dealing with all the voices and if you try it it's just so easy 
and and beautiful to explore that zone to go into this in this inversions and the results you get and then going back into the more full you know parallel kind of harmony I like to use like this type of chords like all these colors right I love the sounds but at the same time I'm trying to bring some of that language into this so I can I'm always looking to voice lead everything all the time as much as possible right um, remember that I was a you know a couple of days ago three days ago was on, on my friend Yannick Wistala's uh, podcast right this was one of the he was one of the guys that was really encouraging me to get into the podcast format and, and be consistent about it uh, you can go check his podcast I'll post a link right here so you can check it out as well um, but one of the things we were talking about that day is like resolutions you know I came up with this um, type of harmony right with, with type of shapes and how I was resolving them and then I was finding all these cool resolution points that they're not that obvious right for instance I was showing one like this This is combining those things I was talking about. I have a super complex harmony, right? A E dominant, that is an E7 flat 9 13, right? And I was resolving that into a B flat major, a B flat added 9 with the third in the bass. But you see, the voice feeling is there. So I was using a complicated. And, and very rich chord and sound and resolving and, and dealing with the voice leading right if I was, I was also using this example in A I mean I was even put more notes I was doing a 7 flat 9 sharp 11 13 chord and then I was resolving into A flat minor G sharp minor see but I'm dealing with voice leading. A is going to A flat, aka G sharp. This note is staying. You see? This note is staying. This note is jumping. See, I'm always careful and looking for the best, the best voice leading possible. Even when I am in a harmony that is so complex and full of sounds and colors. And that came from this search of mine of playing these two different things, different ways, and trying to come up with better solutions for both sides. The same way I can go with the triad and start adding things. Like I can start doing added nine sounds instead of just using this. Like I can go... You see? I am in this side of the aisle, right? Triadic harmony, but I'm adding all the scholars. So that's picking up from this area into this area, right? See? I take a lot of that from the Rovell Piano Concerto, which I absolutely love it. He's a master of dealing with this dissonance and resolving that you can check out Ravel Piano Concerto uh, second movement 
that's one of the most beautiful pieces of music I ever heard, you know. It does exactly like this. Um, so this is an example of taking from this side this language of color and painting, as I was saying last time, and adding that to the triads, right? that aspect of this type of language of color and loss of notes and apply that into the triad. And at the same time, I can use that back into a more dense and, and colorful harmony, right? When I, whatever I'm dealing with, um, harmony or, or, you know, Brazilian harmony or jazz or whatever, I can always look into voice leading, how I can find the best way to resolve that chord, right? You know, like a, a standard, like, you know, something like that that's something to think about right mixing it up voice leading and add color and tons of color and get voice leading into the mix I think this this middle ground is is where the meat is that's what I am I am at at least trying to like navigate these two languages I think there's something something there there's something there's been decades that I'm always trying to be in this middle, trying to be in this middle, trying to like combine these two things, these two principles that not necessarily can go against each other. I try to like combine them into one thing and that's what I want to be in the middle. I can go more this side, I can go more that side, but ultimately drawing from both sides, right? That's what I would love to talk about today. Um, I hope you have been enjoying this. I'm going to be... Um, trying to be as consistent as I can with all these. And you can really, really help by subscribing to this podcast. If you're just hearing this, it's available on Spotify, on iTunes and Google Play and all these places that have podcasts. If you're watching this, definitely you are on YouTube. You can really, really help me by subscribing to the channel and there's a, you know activate the little bell thing on notifications. Right? This is all my social media stuff over here on the screen. And you have that information also on the podcast. It really, really help if you subscribe. 
and um, let me know what you think about this. Let me know how you do it, how you deal with this kind of harmony. Um, I would love to hear suggestions. Also, uh, suggestions of um, what you guys want to hear from me next time, things that you would love to hear me talking about and commenting. I would love to do uh, something like that. Okay, I'll, I'll leave you guys today here. This is episode number two of the Speaking of Harmony podcast, and I see you next time. Bye.